All right, so the whole point of doing this uh, podcast when I started was to be just completely honest and be myself and try to share like the this this experience this time period in my life. But so yeah, on 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 that note, I've been just feeling really uh, I don't know how to describe it. It's been hard to get out of bed. I've been feeling like on the edge of depressed. Uh, maybe going a little stir crazy. It's it's just been hard for me to even want to do anything. Like I'm already limited. I'm already limited by what I can do. And then like I think about what I can't like the things that I, that I'm allowed to do. I I still don't even want to do them. Things I find joy in. It's been rough. I don't know. Um I think there's just a lot of anxiety and I think there's a lot of uh I'm just I'm just worried. I feel worried a lot lately. I feel really concerned about the future, about uh, what am I going to do when I heal? Am I going to have a job? Uh, things like that. And uh, it's it's been rough. This morning was like probably the roughest morning. I, I, uh, I didn't even want to get out of bed. I just put that blanket over my head the moment I got up. And I just got into that like a turtle mode. And, you know, sometimes that's that's just where I want to be and that's where I feel safest. And, uh, you know, I'm I'm under there. I'm just scrolling through social media and I see uh, I've been in this mood for like probably like two, three days. And, um, you know, when I do these podcasts, it, it instantly pulls me out of it. So, like, thank God for the guests I've had this week. But uh, this morning was just like super rough. I uh I don't know, man. I I didn't wanna. I didn't wanna move. I didn't wanna. I didn't even wanna be. I didn't wanna be like. If that makes any sense, I didn't wanna. I didn't wanna exist this morning, and like that's just the reality of it. And that's just exactly how I felt. I just felt. Um, I don't know. So disconnected from myself. I don't know. It was. It was weird, and then so what I what I decided to do is I was just scrolling. And uh, I saw that Audrey and Tommy and like all these other photographers in town did this uh, five photographers, one model challenge. And I was like, I was scrolling through there. I was, uh, you know, I was looking at the photos. I was watching the videos and I was like, I'm in that I'm in that shitty mood. I'm in that turtle mood. And like, these are all my friends. And I'm, I'm, I'm in such a, like a, a defensive mood that I'm just like, man, this is whack. And then I I was like, I didn't say this is whack. In my mind, I was like, I got to try to find something to hate. Just because, like, that's just how it was this morning when I woke up. I woke up on the wrong side of the bed. I was just a negative Nancy, you know? And, like, that's that's the thing is that, like, most people think, oh, Sam, you're always smiling. You're always having a good time. You're always joking, always lighthearted. But it's like, you know, sometimes I just wake up and I'm an asshole. So I was sitting there, I was looking at these things, and I was like, all right, where's the flaws? What, like, I was just on a mission to be negative. And God damn it, bless these guys. Thank you, everyone involved in that project. Because, like, y'all killed us so much that I couldn't even hate. Like, they just, like I couldn't even hate on it. And, and like, going into something like, yo, I'm about to hate on this shit. And, uh, you know what's weird? I got inspired. It made me get out of bed. I actually, uh, 
I messaged Audrey on Snapchat and I was like, dude, that project is actually dope. I'm inspired. Like, I'm mad inspired. So, um, yeah, shout outs to like the photo community around here. It's so dope. Just watch, look, watching that video, seeing that project reminded me of like what I used to, I mean, like what I, what I used to do with my friends and like with some of those people is like, just go downtown and shoot just for like the pure, the pureness of shooting. Uh, you know, there's no money involved. There's no like agenda. There may be an agenda, who knows? But like, to me, I thought that was just so dope because that's, that's, that's where I learned all my photography is downtown in the streets. And uh, that's when I really sharpened my blade was doing exactly what they're doing. And people don't, people don't, I don't know if people realize that, but it's like, yeah, I've been doing like a bunch of free, like majority of my photo like journey is all been like free work downtown. And um, I don't know. I feel like that's when I was the most like creative and the most happy. So I'm trying to get back to that. Actually, I'm trying to get back. So shout outs to uh, to Audrey and Tommy and uh, Josh, Antonio, Kayla, Hannah. I think there's someone else involved. Morgan, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dang, I think I got it all. Maybe. I don't know. I have a terrible... Um, I'm terrible with names, so shout out to all those guys. But yeah, so today's podcast actually is uh, talking about going into things with like hate or like just, just like a weird attitude. I actually got uh, Nick Static. Nick, a.k.a. Static from Elevated Rebellion and... Um, like, I don't listen to local music a lot, and I don't listen to rap. So, like, for me going into this, I I felt like, um, I don't know, I was a little bit defensive because I didn't want to come off like, yo, I don't know jack shit about this shit. So, uh, I don't know. But at the end, it turned out pretty good. Nick's a great guy. Um, we got to talk about a lot of stuff, and... Uh, I'm pretty excited to drop this one, actually. And I think it kind of, it changed my opinion on, like, talking to rappers and stuff. Because, like, um, you know, rap rap to me is such a braggadocious and, like, a kind of like a self-centered thing. So I, I'm just, like, the point of this podcast isn't just to talk about my guests the whole time. So that's what I was a little bit worried about. But I guess I had nothing to worry about. Um, so, yeah. Once again, uh, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening to the podcast. I've kind of put myself in a hole here, and I'm actually going to be releasing them a lot more frequently because uh, there's been a lot of interest. And uh, I've been able to record quite a bit of podcasts. Some of these days I'm recording two. So now I'm like way behind on the release schedule, and I just got to kick my ass in the gear. And I think I'm going to drop them uh either like every other day or daily until I get caught up. And then when it's um, current, I think it'll slow down. And like there's probably like podcast uh, strategists with like master's degrees right now. I'm like, yo, Sam, you don't want to do that. You don't want to catch up. Yo, uh, if you release all your podcasts like this upcoming week once a day, your uh, listeners will fall off. Well, guess what? Master's degree in podcast strategy. I don't care about that stuff. I'm just trying to release this stuff. I'm trying to stay consistent. Um, so, yeah, once again, if you're listening, if you enjoy the podcast, 
thank you so much. Uh, it's weird. I'm going to be honest. This is the first time where I've taken the leap and tried to express myself without editing, without filters or whatever. But shit, you know, this is the second time I recorded this intro. Not my fault. My phone started ringing. But yeah, I'm on a tangent. Not how I planned it. Uh, call me J. Cole. Anyways, back to the normal intro song. Lucky by Gustavo and Sonia. Thanks for tuning in, y'all. So it is inevitable. I've talked a lot of shit about it. Uh, almost like every podcast have been like, yo, I don't listen to rap music anymore. I'm never gonna know what to talk to a rapper about. Fuck that. Today we're facing our fears. We got motherfucking. I don't even know what. Cause like I always just put call people with a real name and I, I forget that it's 2019 and more people would rather be called by their brand. So I'm gonna let you introduce yourself, Nick. <laughs> I'm um, Static of Elevated Rebellion. Boom. <laughs> static of Elevated Rebellion. S T A T I capital K. All right, just hit me with the socials real quick right away. Where can people find you? Find your group, and then we'll get at Elevated Rebellion on everything. Elevated Rebellion, y'all. Yeah. All right, so this is an interesting one because now I got to face shit that I've already said on wax. What? I got to face shit that I've already said on wax, which is like, man, I don't even listen. I, I don't even listen to. Rap music. You don't have to. So uh, let's just say someone like me who doesn't really listen to rap, how do we sell them on Elevated Rebellion? What's, We're not, what's, not what's, your normal rappers. Okay, I like that. Uh, what's the elevator uh, pitch? The elevator pitch? You imagine the eleva- I'm... The I'm, elevated I'm, pitch? Ooh, ooh. <laughs> imagine we're both in an elevator and then you're like, oh shit, I'm not Sam, I'm uh, Pam, and... Okay. I am in charge of booking for all of the biggest music fests. Hit me. Uh, first and foremost, I'd probably ask you for your email, and I would send you our EPK. And usually when I talk to anybody, I was lead with, like, who we've performed with, what kind of names we've been on, what kind of cities we've performed in. We've been on tour once. We're about to go on another mini tour with Montana of 300. And... Usually when I tell people that It's like oh wow you opened for Machine Gun Kelly Or oh wow you're gonna open for Tech 9 You guys must be doing something right Yeah <laughs> I'm My elevator pitch I don't know I, I would have to actually think about that for a while yeah. If if I walk down into the elevator right now And Jimmy Iveen is down there I have no fucking clue what right? I would say to him <laughs> Like I, I feel like uh, See there's like no equivalent in whatever I do Like there's no like, I couldn't meet somebody and I'd be like, oh, my God, you can make it so that, like, my dream of being, like, an international photographer. Do you know who Sway, who Sway Calloway is? Uh-uh. Who's that? He used to be a VJ. Oh, Sway in the Morning? Yeah, Sway, Sway in the Morning. Yeah, I know Sway. I, I, met, I met Sway in 2014. Damn, how big is his hair? 
at it's, that point? Like uh, I don't know. Describe it was wearing, it it was wearing a hat. Amount of dogs and what breed? Zero. Because he, he wears. I think he's got like a buzz cut now with one of no. the, the weird fucking hat that he wears. Get the fuck out! It's all in there, but I bet you. I bet, I've never seen it. <laughs> like hologram technology and shit. It could be. Damn! Did you like say hi to him, or did oh, you like yeah. see him crossing the street? Well, no. So it was at Soundset in 2014. And we were staying at the same hotel. We walked into the hotel. Yeah. And we checked into the hotel. And as you have to walk through this bar area to get to the elevator to go up to the rooms. And in this big lobby area, some of the rooms look out to this lobby area. So we're walking through and I look over and I see Sway Calloway. I look over to my friends. I'm like, guys, guys, that's, that's fucking Sway Calloway right fucking there. And I'm, as I'm, we go up to our rooms, I'm shitting my pants and I open up my yeah. window and I can look out there. So I look down and I see he's still there and I'm like pacing in my, in my hotel room. And I was like, All right, I'm, I'm going to go talk to him. Yeah. I'm just going to, I'm just going to go say hi and introduce myself and see what the fuck happens. So I went down, we, we chatted it up for a minute. He was super cool. And then we left to go to like the mall of America or something. And then we came back and as we're coming back, uh, he's still there at the bar and he says, I'm walking in. He says, Hey, Nick. I'm like, Holy fuck. What? I was like, <sighs> Sway just said my name. He remembered it from yeah. three hours ago. So then at that point, I'm like, All right. He's like, You want to, he's like, You want to have a drink? And at that point, I'm like, All right. I'm canceling any plans I had for the night and I'm going to yeah. hang out with Sway Calloway. Why wouldn't you? <clears throat> I haven't even, I hadn't even told him that I was a, a rapper yet. Yeah. So when we sit down and we talked about everything from like deer meat and hunting in South Dakota to like who MGK was dating at the time, what? which was Amber Rose. We talked about that for like more than I'll, I'm willing to admit. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and, and this was all before like we had even done anything like credible as uh, Elevated Rebellion. We weren't even, Elevated Rebellion wasn't even a thing yet. Yeah, at that you point. guys were just like... Uh, we, were, we, were, in we, were that, we were trying like, to figure out like, trying to figure out who the fuck we were. Prehistoric <coughs> rap soup. Yeah. Growing your first rap, appendage and shit. Rap soup. I like that. And then I sat down with him and we we chatted for like two hours. And they took me until like the last half hour for me to be like, yeah, I make music too. And he was like, wait a minute. We've been chilling here for two hours and you're just now mentioning me that you're a rapper. And I was like, man, you're terrifying. I was so afraid to tell you anything. Yeah. And at that point, I was still, I was 20 years old. I was, and I didn't, that's only one celebrity that was at that hotel. Ice Cube was there. J. Cole was there. Logic was there. That's nuts. But like, that's the one you chopped, that's the one yeah, that you only had I only had a chance to talk to Sway. And he was still to this day, probably one of the coolest people yeah, I've dude, ever I, met. I used to just pretend to be Sway on Snapchat. And I just <laughs> say, what's up, world? It's your boy, Sway. Like, I would just start Wake almost, your punk ass up. I would always start with that. Yeah, no, Sway's... Like Sway's, Sway just, Sway is so down to earth. Yeah, he was so cool. I'm glad his vibe that he like, emanates uh, as like his persona matches up with like now what you're telling me like Sway in the Sway in the real life. Sway in the real life is. Dude, I met uh, Method Man. That's so dope. It's craziest day of my life. I was at the Mall of America. Interesting, right? Right. Coincidence. <laughs> and like. Uh, we were, we were hitting up all the shoe spots because this is in high school when I was like, yo, sneakers is life. And uh, no, so like, fucking Method Man and like two of his goons and someone who looked like Lil John at the time. Lil John was just starting to pop off. I feel like they were uh, 
they were at the mall and I was fo- we were following around me and my brother and my friends were following around we lost them so I went to like the food court and you know like gotta get the Chinese food from the food court cause <laughs> I hate the food court in the mall of America yeah man. Dude, but you gotta get the I get Chinese food ang- I get anxiety food. in the mall of America man dude there's a lot of fucking kids there's so many people man yeah kids are just like ang- like walking anxiety so like I'm in line to get Chinese food and like I turn around to like be like like a dumbass, you know, when you start talking, then you turn around. Yeah. You know, like, I think my brother's behind me. And then I'm just like, no spatial awareness, no backup uh, sensor, none of that shit. I just step on some dude's shoe and then I, I see him and all I can see is his chest. His chest. And I look up. It's fucking method, man. It so pushes you, me. You stepped on method, Yeah, I said the method. Like, he, like, he just got, he pushes me. <laughs> like, just like one hand push. And he pushed me two hands on my shoulders. And I'm sitting there like shitting myself. I'm like, oh my, I, I couldn't even say a <laughs> word. Like, I couldn't say a word, Nick. Like, I was sitting there like, uh, uh, uh. And then he's like, nah, dog, you know, I'm just playing. You know, I got to pick on the biggest guy in the crew when I see him. Uh, uh, you know, because I'm tired or whatever. And then he's like, y'all want some backstage passes to my show tonight? What the fuck? And we're Shut like, up. Yeah, we're like, yeah, fuck, yeah. And then like. So you stepped on his shoes and he's like, hey, you want to come right? backstage yeah. to my show tonight? Yeah, but. Um, oh, no, no I'm like, dead. Dude, like, and the shitty part was. All right, it's about to get real dark. Like two hours later, we had to leave. Because my dad died. Right? I'm like, what is this? <sighs> Fuck this you, story universe. Hor- this story took a horrible turn. <laughs> right? It's just like, same day I meet Method Man, my dad dies. That was so crazy, so he dude. he died that day? Like, I, yeah, he died that day, and I got the call, like, two hours after. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, dude. So I'm just like... Wow. Yo, That's man, crazy. My diary that day is all over the fucking yeah, place. No, you know? way, no doubt, dude. Holy cow. Yeah, no, and like that that is that was like You'll never see, forget I, that day. I don't know if I don't forget that day because I met Method Man or because my dad died. I might I, this might be kind of insensitive, but what'd you do with the passes? The passes? You still got them? No. I don't <laughs> know what the fuck happened. I, you know, like once you get that call. Yeah, I know I know what that call yeah, is. Yeah, you like. know, I know, you know. Like everything just flips. And like uh-huh. nothing, nothing really mattered. And then like you're hit with like this like thing that you can't really process. Dude, I couldn't process oh, that my no. dad died. I, 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 I'm like was trying to find the word to like help you out. But I was like, yeah. man, I don't even have a word for it either. <laughs> right? I, I like uh, like within like um, 12 hours, I was on a flight to Vietnam because that's where he died at. Yeah, damn, and, that's a long yeah, flight. Dude, so like, when I, I got like, that call, it was only I was like already on the interstate on my way to damn. Rapid City. And I had to go to So you had like Park a good City. four hours to no, think about I was, it? No, I wasn't going to Rapid City for, because of like because of that. Like Rapid City, the way place I was going was like already on the way pretty yeah. much. So I had like an hour of a drive. To process? After, yeah. Damn. I mean, yeah. <laughs> and I, want, it, See, I don't I, even want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, feel, I feel it, dude. I was like, when I was on that, like, you know, because like Chicago to Hong Kong is like a 13-hour flight. Mm-hmm. Just sitting there for 13 hours. You can't. I couldn't move. imagine that. And like, I'm a pacer. And you can't talk to anybody either. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, I'm I'm like someone who likes like pace or like walk it out or like like process. Were you I need space other, to process. Were you with any like friends or family or yeah, was it just I was you? with my family. But like, everyone's in shock and like we right. booked the tickets like last minute, so we uh-huh. weren't sitting by each other and shit. Yeah. Well, luckily, like when I got that call, J Rock was with me, and I mean, not that we talked or anything, but yeah. like. 
I don't know what I would have done if it was just me. Oh, yeah, I would have driven off a bridge or something, man. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. That was, like, the craziest, like, man, I, I'm not trying to get down into this, like, rabbit hole, like, therapy. Because I, <laughs> I have a podcast that I'm going to do called Therapy where it's, uh, well, I'm going to get one of those. I can come back for that. I'm pretty well, fucked up. You ready? <laughs> this is the concept. It's going to be a video one. Okay. That, I'm going to have that. one of those uh, therapist chairs that are a little bit longer. Yeah. And then I'm going to have a guest on every episode. And every episode, okay. Okay. I'm going to lay in the fucking chair and the guest is my therapist. Okay, yeah, okay, it's okay. So <laughs> but no, no. So like. I like that. Like, no, dude, it was so crazy. And like the craziest fucking thing, this is going to be like the last like super personal thing I share right now before we switch topics. It's like I showed up to that fucking funeral. I can't even cry. Like I haven't been in a process where I can cry. Yeah, I know. It took me years, actually. And then, um, fucking, we show up there. There's a lady there with, like, two kids. And she's, like, all standing by my dad's casket and shit. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Who the fuck are you? (laughs) She's like, that's my husband. (laughs) Oh, no. Right? Is that? Who the fuck are you? (laughs) Yeah, no, so, like, that, I'll just end that story there, but that was, like, the, oh, man. that was for sure the craziest, yeah, no, yo, like, the period de- of the time. De- and, the details that go into that, that day <laughs> and, that, and that experience are, like, something that I'm never going to forget. Right? It's, it's weird the things you remember about the day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you remember the weirdest details. Uh-huh. It's so crazy, man. I could tell you exactly where I pulled over when I got the phone call. Yeah. Uh, somewhere on the middle of Interstate 90 on... By Hartford, I can be like, yeah, it was right, right, two inches to the left, right here. See that little ring of calcified <laughs> tear? Yeah, that's, that's my that's, tear. That's my tear. <laughs> that little salt Does, spot. I'm gonna change the subject. Does your cat always do this? Yeah, dude. People? Like it's either on my lap or the guest's lap. He just chills. He's been on my lap like a like a statue. Yeah, dude. He's uh he's really uh very social guy. He he needs a lot of attention. He um, is easy to vibe with because he's so soft. Yeah, he's super cool. There are warning signs, though. If he flips over or his tail starts whapping crazy, he's going to fight you. Okay. And it can come out of nowhere, so. I have a dog. Yeah, dogs don't do that shit. Yeah, he does. They fucking... Man, dogs are like shit somewhere. Like, and <laughs> it's always like super convenient for them. And like, it always feels like payback for something. <laughs> you know, like I swear, I swear, my dogs are so always. Like, you have to go them. all the way downstairs to take your dogs out, though. Like yeah. I just opened up my back door, and my dogs like, all right, I'm gonna go out in the backyard yeah. for 35 minutes. See you later. <laughs> Dude, that's nice. I uh, it's crazy because like, me and Nicole was looking for a house like to buy like two years ago. It's a good idea. Yeah. Good investment. No, but like, if we would have bought the house that like we put a bid in, dude, like our lives have flipped. Like, on its head, like, so many times in the last year alone. Like, I've gone from, like, the highest of highs to the lowest of lows. And I'm like, fuck a house. I'm like, seriously, I'm like, yo, man, like, if I, we would have had all that extra stress of having a house in that, that time period, it might have broke us, you know what I mean? Like, it's just so crazy, dude. I think, like, the having a house was, like, what like unbroke it for me because yeah. now I have I have something concrete. Yeah. I, I own this. 
this is mine. I can do whatever I want with it. Yeah. Nobody, anybody knocks on my door. I don't got to answer for nobody. Not even the police. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't got to answer the door for nobody. I can be as loud as I want. Not even the cops. I can be as loud as I want. I can have as many fucking animals as I want. Yeah. I can, I can jerk off on the couch. I can do anything in That's my house. True. And yeah, no. it, it was, it's literally the same exact price for my mortgage that I was paying for rent in Sioux Falls. Yeah, the rent, uh, it's, it's. And that's just money, like just throwing it, throwing it to our landlord instead of like actually paying for something that you own. See, that's cause like. Unless you're renting to own, but I'm like, I don't that. know if you've been through enough traumatic experiences in your life where you still think that far ahead in the future, my guy. <laughs> Man, I you was, know what I mean? Like, I was thinking about investments and I was shit. forced to do it pretty much yeah. because I, long story short, like I had gotten a felony that, and I had gotten, I had gotten uh, suspended in position, but it, I had to serve probation for a whole year first. So, my lease was running out at this townhouse I was renting in Sioux Falls, and my, my I was about I was engaged uh, with a stepchild, and uh, so my choices were either live somewhere there's some shitty felon friendly apartment living in Sioux yeah. Falls or buy a house, and it was a pretty quick decision yeah. for me because like all right if I can get my mom to help me. With the credit aspect of it, I think my credit is good enough to go in with her credit for us to get a loan for a decent house somewhere yeah. outside of Sioux Falls, and that's what happened. And I'm, I'm preaching; it's the best decision I ever made. Yeah, man. <laughs> I uh, no, man. I was we were pretty far in the house uh, searching game, like we were putting bids in and shit. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, no, there's a, there's definitely a lot to a house that appeals to me, but like. Honestly, man, when we were looking, we were looking in Sioux Falls at, like, the most competitive price range, too. Uh-huh. You know, because everyone's broke. Uh-huh. And uh, when this apartment opened up, and I'm, like, I'm like buddies with the building owner and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yo, you want to you check out this apartment? We literally were like, fuck a house. Because, like, this, oh, yeah. this place if is... I, if that had happened to me and it was this place, I probably would have been, like... Uh, yeah, it's, uh, all right. Because like I have more square foot than that houses I was looking at that I could afford. Uh huh. You know what I mean? Like this. I mean, how many square feet this is this? Two thousand. Mine, I think. I think with my basement space, mine's about the same. Yeah. So like, you know, like I never feel confined in here. It's weird. You know, like most no, apartments I've lived at, I've always been like, I felt like I've been in a box. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I feel that. I feel, I'm like, I'm super fortunate to like live in this spot for sure. And like, it just gives me like, uh, I have to twist that guy over there. That's a terrible mic stand. Yeah, I've been watching it just, just like, like slow. That mic stand is like, a, like it. it's like the majority <laughs> of like the people in the South Dakota legislature, you know, they just can't keep it up for very long but yeah dude um i want to talk about the group yeah i see that <laughs> just twist the thing super it doesn't hard. twist no more no it does no the other way, other way. Yeah. this way yeah. are you sure no 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 the other way yeah that's like that's left just pull that cable out of there that might that's just me being fancy all right, all right, all right. let's see let's see 
I, that looks pretty. I like this. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. All right, let's talk about the group. Let's talk about the group dynamic. Yeah, let's talk about some music. I see Jared's been... God damn it. Sorry. Uh, I didn't say his government. J-Rock has been... Yeah. <laughs> Who the fuck is Jared? J- Jared and J-Rock are like so similar that like yeah. I don't think even he notices the difference when people are talking I'm gonna to him. Jer- <laughs> I'm going to call him J-Rock. Uh, Jerob. <laughs> Jarek. <laughs> so Jarek, oh, he's been getting more on that, like, uh, you know, getting on his, like, melodies and... Oh, yeah. We we kind of all have been... We've been experimenting a lot lately. I feel like you guys are in that, like, point... Where, We're maturing, yeah, for sure. Yeah, when the Beatles started doing, like, psychedelics. I feel like you guys are getting uh, to that point in the group. Kind of, we're not doing, we're not just doing psychedelics for the first time. But. Yeah, they're on, that, they're on that ketamine, they're on that men, yeah. they're on that fentanyl, all that shit. Yeah, no. I, smoke, I smoke crack. That crack. Just kidding. How do you think I get so much shit done? Right. <laughs> no. Uh, so yeah, what um, what's uh, what's the process like for you guys? Like, describe like what what the right like. How does a song come together? What's the environment like? What's the room smell like? What y'all uh, eating? I can get into detail. Usually, it's at my house in my my basement studio. Oh, the studio that like I see on like the Grammy shit. That's that's it's at your yeah, spot. Yeah, that, that's, that's my that, that's my spot. Okay, dope. With the elevated rebellion sticker and yeah, stuff. Yeah. yeah, that's my spot. Um, it's usually there. There's always a case of beer when we're writing a song. There always. is always some weed. There is. Always. There, we usually always start with just like getting comfortable first, like have a couple beers, smoke a little, vibe out, yeah. smoke a cigarette. You like throw on beats? Then? Yeah, yeah. Like through that whole process, we'll be listening to beats and like, oh, I really like this one. Okay, put it into a folder. Or, I really like this one. All right, we'll remember that one. And then we'll, once we've finally like decided, I'm like, all right, yeah, this is the beat and this is what it's going to be about. And then we usually start with the hook, right? We usually, late. Before, lately, we would write a hook, like just pick, like, all right, you're writing the hook, okay? Oh, yeah. <laughs> come back come back tomorrow with the hook. But now we sit down together and we, we write all of the lyrics for the hook together. So, like, everybody, no matter who's spitting it, everybody has, like, their their little seasoning on what what it turns out to be in the end and like that last song that you heard where jared was singing that that's probably like the best example of that in action is like we all wrote that hook we kind of we played rock paper scissors over who who was gonna sing it yeah and then once we got into the studio it that song was like it was super natural the way that one came out it's called pressure you can find it on all major music outlets yeah, now like, I've been to do research for this episode and just like checking out a YouTube channel and shit. Mm-hmm. And um, we got some new content coming there. Now real I'm soon. Ju- now I'm just gonna like all my fucking suggested shit is gonna be you guys for like the next day. It's all right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> appreciate like, the plays. Run, run them plays up. <laughs> yeah, appreciate the plays. plays. Yeah. So, um, what 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 percentage of the hooks do you think who does the most? Like who like. Wh- Comes you're gonna, make me, final answer, you're gonna make me answer that? Uh, yeah, I don't right. know. I like, like I like. Who to has th- the most banger hooks? I like to think that I do a lot of hooks. The pro- the guys are probably annoyed with how much I like try to make hooks, but I like making hooks. Hooks are fun. Yeah. And I'm sure they feel the same way. Like I like to write hooks. Why is he always writing the hooks? Why is he gotta do the part <laughs> that everyone fucking remembers? Dude, um, do you guys have like a relationship, like a solid relationship with like a producer you collab with around here? 
I wish. Like, isn't that like? If any producers to, are listening right? and you fuck with us, we that's always the thing. Is we like, like we're like starting to kind of work with people. We're starving for more producers in us. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's that's definitely a hundred percent. And I liked uh, Will Campbell, Will Wyland. Yeah, I liked him a lot. And like, I, we, I've did he move? Yeah, he lives in Minneapolis. Now. Oh, okay. And he does like he does like almost all of our graphics, like all of our tour flyers and stuff, because he does graphic work too. He does almost all that for us, but we've only ever done like one of his beats. I have like four of his beats, like waiting for something to get put on their <laughs> bangers. Yeah, that's like for me. But he's also uh, like an EDM musician, yeah, so he has that's like, what I know he has that. perspective. He has he has rhythm, and he like knows how to use the software. So for him to slap a beat together is what nothing. people don't realize is like. EDM producers understand how to utilize uh, negative space and empty space yes, well. And that's like 100%. a lot of like musicians, I feel like always like getting into it, they'll just try to overdo it and put everything on top of everything and just like, you know, like make it as complex as possible. Yeah. Like, I honestly think like the further you can go with less, it's like it says, says mm-hmm. more to me. Mm-hmm. But I'm a weirdo. Yeah. You know, I admit that. Yeah, it's yeah. it's cool to no, be weird though. <laughs> I, I think you guys should like develop a a solid producer relationship because like I do. For me, I that, agree. That always creates uh, like a coherent mm-hmm. like vibe throughout. You know what I mean? Well, we are bringing in a drummer, so I think of like the five year goal for Elevated Rebellion is to be making music like 100% organically like from the ground up and yeah, like you're not having aspect. to go buy beats anymore like whether it's a producer or like we have a band or like I learn how to play an instrument or something yeah we the five-year goal for Elevated Rebellion is to be making music all organically one of our five-year goals at least yeah that's a good one that's a good one so let's get a history lesson how'd y'all start when did Drake get involved and yeah, I haven't yeah. talked about Drake yet um high school we were juniors it was 2000 it was 2010 so we would have been sophomores I think I don't know I don't know but it's November of 2010 is when like we first were like hey let's be rappers yeah and uh we made a shitty song and put it out on some shitty music streaming service <laughs> It was called Music Shake. <laughs> Wait, was. what? That was the site? Or yeah. is that the name of your song? That was the, no, that was the name of the site. Because that's a sick the, song name. The name, of, the name of the song. You want to know the name of the song? Yeah. The name of the song was song number one. <laughs> Damn. This guy's an original. Yeah. We, it was, it's, it's like hard to talk about because we were like, painfully bad for a while like we were just doing it for fun and yeah, then that's, and then kids in our school were like you guys suck you'll never do rap and we're like fuck watch me See that, that's, <laughs> fuck you watch me in, in like the life cycle of an artist like people always automatically assume that artists are always like naturally talented and oh, shit fuck no like, i was I'm horrible always, when i'm I always like fuck that uh-uh, like uh-uh. i don't i don't want to listen to somebody i don't want to fucking I'm gonna fuck with shit. somebody who had some handed to him. Yeah, I don't want to do. I like. I don't want to like consume art that's easy for whoever made it. Like, uh-huh. I want it to be like, y'all. This person did suck. They're trash for years. That like, for me, like, this is what I hate the most is is people don't take uh, artists and creative people, like especially in this town. If you don't do it 
like full time where you don't have a yeah. side job or anything like that. People don't take you seriously. And that pisses me off, dude. Cause I'm like, fuck I'm that like elitist attitude, dog. Cause like, yo, like some of the best people I know working right now in the photo video, like scene, like a lot of them like worked a lot of shitty part-time jobs just to build up their gear. You know yeah. what I mean? And I'm just like, I don't know. I really, I really hate that elitist attitude. And like when people were asking me like, yo, uh, like, I don't know. It, it's weird. Cause like a lot of people think it's fast. Yeah. I mean, I made like a, this shit's, none of this shit is fast. I made a Facebook post about some similar to that recently. Cause we've been doing, we've been like, I'm not tooting my own horn, but like we've been balling out lately. We've been, everybody's been trying to work with us. We're everybody. People, of course people, you are. People You're on the champ podcast. Like people out of town have been like out of state, out of town. And like, yeah. everybody's been trying to bring us to these places. And it's, you feel like you've hit like, yeah, we, we've, you've elevated we, we've hit, little? we've hit another, another rung in the ladder. That's for yeah. sure. We've definitely went up a peg. It's but, nice that you're able to look back and be like, yeah, we used to suck. Oh, yeah. It's, a lot of it's such can't a journey, that. man. People can't like, do that. When, you, when we look, we did an interview with uh, the Daily Republic and Mitchell recently. And like when they were interviewing us, it was like nostalgic for us to like talk about all that stuff because we don't, we don't, it doesn't come up a lot because like yeah. we're usually worried about like right now, what's the next move right now? We don't, we don't think about like high yeah. school and college and like early, the early years of our development. Like, oh man, we really did come a long way. Like we really, we really did start at almost like the worst rapper to ever grace a track to like run in Sioux Falls in the rap department. You know what I mean? Like between, between us and Denim, I feel like there isn't really anybody else out there doing it that seriously. Yeah, like I have, fired. I have lots of respect for everybody out here doing it, but nobody's doing it like we're doing it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like that's not shots fired. I mean, if anybody, whoever wants it, come get it. Like I'll fucking deliver. Ooh. I'll deliver. But you guys, been, <laughs> you guys ever been wrapped up in a beef? Uh-uh. I this next Yo. song I have is kind of a, it's kind of a beef. It's not directed at anybody, but Yo. like the song is just like wh whoever wants it, come you get it. Here first, Young Z this coming soon. Ooh. Uh, do, you remember, do you remember that? I do. Remember that time period? I like to forget it, but yeah. <laughs> Oh, I man. was offended. Did you make, did you make a diss track? Uh -uh. So many people he, he, didn't, made a... he didn't diss me in his track. I wish he yeah. did. See, if it was 2019, why, he would. It's been so long and nobody's ever tried to diss us. I mean, like, that's... I'll, t I'll take that as a, a compliment that, like, nobody wants yeah. to or has the, the balls to. That's why to. I'm doing this podcast. I'm trying to get as much info on you guys so I can make a diss track. <laughs> Go for it. Gonna... See, but, like, if I wanted to... If I'm going to beef, I want it to be real. Yeah. I've, and, like, and I've talked to, like, like homies, like, yo, yo, do you... No, like, like we actually, like, I... have a problem with each other yeah. type beef. Like, I've talked to people, like, hey, man, we, we, should, like we so... should have a rap beef and, like, just like run so... our numbers up. <laughs> it's so hard to have... Uh... I don't know. For me, it's so hard for me to get like have any sort of beef with anyone lately. Yeah, I, I'm just like it's it's probably because I'm 30. <laughs> but I'm just like, yo, I don't give a fuck. Like, you know, what I mean? like yeah. it's so weird. But like, no, yeah, I think that honestly, I think that's what like there's like no, it's not very competitive here. Oh yeah, the point that I was gonna make is like some people have been hitting me up. And they were like, after all this recent success we've had, they're hitting me up like, yo, what, what's the, the quote unquote what's secret? The secret? What's yeah. the secret? Like, what do you know? Like, and I'd be like, what do you mean? What's the secret? You should write a song about the secret. Be like, first of all, suck <laughs> dick for 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm like gonna make my point after you say that. <laughs> but like I said, well, like man, the truth is, I've been doing this for a really long time. The only thing that's different is that like people notice now. Yeah. Like we got we got somebody's attention. Dude, it's always consistency. Like that, like yeah. if anyone asks me like how do you make it? just fucking consistency? Just keep doing it. Yeah, and that, like, that's all it takes. That's something that I can Cuz like growth um, will come. Like yeah. there's no human on earth that's worth living if they don't try like at least 50% effort into one thing over and over again uh-huh. and not get better at it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like Yeah. I mean uh, fuck, I forgot what I was gonna say. Like when you when you started something, you're not supposed to be good. No. Like when Michael Phelps jumped in the water, not the first something time, like he worth was he being couldn't swim at. either. Yeah. <laughs> and I think I think that the more people think that they have to like be something else you know like they have to like there's not a certain way that you can just go do this every single person is doing it differently so and honestly my advice to those people was like be yourself and work like i've been guilty of not being we've been guilty of not being consistent for our whole career that's (laughs) our biggest that's our biggest down factor is that we will go on this huge peak and we'll go do all this dope shit for a while and then like we won't we won't even hang out for like a month (laughs) we won't even talk to each other (laughs) like we just yeah it's not even like we planned it or anything and just like like we do all this stuff and we get all when we went on tour yeah tour was exhausting and we got back from tour and like without even like saying anything, we all just like took a nap for a month pretty much. Like, oh man, that was <laughs> that was exhausting. I don't want to do nothing music related for a couple of weeks. I want to spend some time with my family and chill. Then, but then that week all? turns into a month and then it's yeah. two months and then we haven't we haven't worked on anything and we don't have any projects coming out. It's like all right, fuck, we gotta we gotta pick it up again. Fuck, we fell behind already. Yeah. <laughs> Was that, did you, did you find any time to write while on tour? Cause like, yeah, I, a little bit. We, we started working on something with denim, but it ended up not actually coming to fruition and we're going to work on something later with him. I think, uh, as far as like a show goes here in Sioux Falls and perform a collab, uh, but during tour, I think we spent a lot of it just dicking around and enjoying it. Yeah, why not? Like that that was kind of the point. It was like, let's go out and enjoy this. We're not let's not attach anything to it. Like like let's just go out and play some music, man. Eat some uh bomb Ethiopian yeah, food in Colorado. F- I had Caribbean jerk chicken at that place. Yeah. And I remember the rice at that little the venue wasn't that bad. Yeah. The place that it was located was. <laughs> it was like way fucking wide left Colorado Springs. And when we got there, like we walked into the bar and like it's cool. It's got like a, it was called the Royal Royal Castle Lounge, I think. Yeah, the Royal Castle Lounge. And it had like a red red and purple royal theme in there. Like nice. it, the, the stage had like red velvet on it and stuff. It was a cool venue. Nice. It looked, the whole place looked like a crown royal bag for yeah, you. Yeah, it did. bags out there. It did. That doesn't understand. <laughs> and then we were we were there. We were just waiting for uh, 
waiting for for denim to get there and we were talking to the bartender and the bartender said that the night before some crips came into the bar and like trashed the place and Damn. stole the dj's laptop and beat up the photographer and shit <laughs> like this this was the night before we were there and i looked yeah. down i'm like well good thing i'm wearing blue fuck uh and i, I was like i'm the D-. i was like they just stole the they beat up the dj and stole the shit i was like I'm the DJ tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the DJ tonight. Fuck. What yeah, a- you see any Crips walking, you start fucking Crip walking, dog, and you're I good. Was wearing, I was wearing blue, and so was Drake, so, like, we probably would have been good. Like, it wasn't intentional either, but, like, I was wearing all blue. Yeah. Like, blue pants and a blue and white shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and I looked down, I was like, oh, fuck, I did not think about this. All right, this might have been a bad wardrobe choice. Yo. Oh, it was. But See, there was only like five people at that show, so. That's sick. That like I remember I played a show at the Red Rooster in Aberdeen. I've been there. And uh like our like I was in a rap group. Nobody knows this. Yeah, and, I did. And you've uh, told me this before. We had like five people there and like three of them were family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the- like our one homie that drove into town to uh see us in concert from out of town. Him and his best friend, that like, right, we're gonna go smoke some weed. We're gonna do a burn cruise. They never came back. No, nah, they got fucking <laughs> locked up. The car got impounded. So like, um, more crowd. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, damn. Well, the first show we ever played was at a place called Nightclub El Cuervo in Huron, <laughs> South Nightclub Dakota. Nightclub El Cuervo. Nightclub El Cuervo is in Huron, South Dakota. Oh, I get bumping. And the people that were there were like our girlfriends, which was like four people. And then like some Mexican dude who took his shirt <laughs> off. Like some like, he was he had to have been in like yeah, in we, his mid-20s we and we we're all like know, 17. We all know that one Mexican dude that, that can't keep his shirt on. Though. He was there <laughs> just about you, rocking out like double fisting Coronas with his shirt off. And we're yeah. like, we're like 17 years old at our first show Trying ever. And like our 16-year-old girlfriends are there like, what the fuck is going on? There was like Whoa, maybe 10 people there. And then this this bar that we played at like two years later got like raided by the feds because he had like we, we, like was molesting little girls in there and shit. <laughs> yeah, for real, man. And I'm like, oh man, I'm glad Damn. we didn't go back there again. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, uh, that's so funny. I love like the beginning steps of like any sort it's, of they're creative. Cool, they're cool stories. Yeah, at the beginning. Because like you think about no. like us now, like, yeah, we played a show last weekend. Like you think like, oh yeah, there had to have been at least 150, 200 people there, right? But like when you think back to those shows, like we played shows for like, played a show in Sioux City. There was like maybe like 50 people at the venue, but it was like an outdoor thing. And like there was one person. There was literally one person. <laughs> like one, a street dance one, 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 no, it was... <laughs> I don't remember what the the venue was called, but like there was just some fuckery with the the show to begin with, and they put us first, and there was one person we were we performed for one person, and like now thinking like we're about to go open up for four shows for Montana of three hundred, and all those shows have possibility to sell out. We're gonna go play a show with Tech Nine. That show has a possibility to sell out. And we're playing three headlining shows. And every time we've headlined the show in Sioux Falls, we've done pretty well, I'd yeah. like to say. <laughs> but like one person. <laughs> 
one person. They were getting it though. Like they were fucked up. Yeah. At fucking seven thirty. <laughs> see, like I feel like it's so strange because, like, for me, like when I do shit, um, I can't pay attention to the st- the stats. Uh-huh. I just can't. I can't. Like I, I try not to. I like it's so hard, but like when it's something like what you guys do a performance when like during the thing that you're fucking doing <laughs> you sit and there's no one there you're just like fuck you know what I mean? like like uh, it's like if that one person had left i don't know what we would have done yeah, we just, just fucking fuck stopped <laughs> i thought about the same thing when we played that show in colorado springs i was yeah. like i i tried to convince denim like yo let's just fucking go back to denver and get high yeah let's just like, call let's it a let's, night. let's just call it a night well, man let's just say this he, was a he, bust he, he kind of like it was kind of one of the most the most inspirational parts of that that whole tour was like he's like no man we're gonna stay here and play this show like I don't know, who cares how many people are here we'll get some practice yeah. in we'll, we'll drink drink some beers and whatever we got weed we'll stay here I was like all right what, whatever we can stay here but like at that point I was exhausted yeah <laughs> I had I had driven from all the way from Rapid City to Denver. With no sleep and then when we got to denver we had to leave after 30 minutes after checking in to go make sound check at this shitty venue in colorado springs in hindsight we shouldn't have even done that in the first place should have just went to denver and went the fuck to sleep <laughs> <laughs> and then woke up and did some dope shit the next day which we did but yeah that's that's a it was a learning experience tour tour taught us a lot and like with when we did everything with denim it like i think we all we both learned a lot from each other from all the experiences and then we also learned like from each show individually like what you should and shouldn't do when you're on tour denim's very uh very like he's everywhere man yeah he's smart with what he does you know like him and him and Corey are a really great team yeah i haven't i like i've never actually talked to Corey. like i've never been really Yeah, it's always been like, yo, what's up, Doug? What's up? And like, you know, he's like, a cool guy. I respect him. I respect like his business. He's a, he's all he's really yeah. He's about his shit. Yeah, he just seems like someone who's just like, like for me, I cannot hate on people who are like actively trying to do something. Like, yeah. if you hate on people, like even if they suck, I'm like they'll get better. You know what I mean? Like that's how I see it. It's the attitude. Yeah, for me. I I always like like people who like are doing shit and trying, but like they have a shit attitude. I'm. I'm gonna tell you, you have a shit attitude. Change yeah, it. Yeah, man. People with shit attitudes don't really do last long better. around me. <laughs> I, like I've gotten to the point where it's like, yo, dog. Like I don't need to do anything that I do. You know, yeah. I like everything I get to do now is like based out of like pure enjoyment. Yeah, and, I like, do. I'm doing this for, because I want. Yeah, to. for the culture. Like, uh-huh. you know, I want to do this podcast because like, I'm trying to put on as much creative people as I can. Yeah. You know what I mean? As soon as like, I found out you were doing this, I was like, oh, I'm glad I'm glad someone yeah. like him is well, going to do something like this. It sucks because, like, I hate all the complaints we get. Like, nothing to do. There's no scene here. I'm like, that's yeah. That's a lie. That's a lie. And I'm going to do something about it. Like, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to put people on. And then I'm going to start. Like, for me, like, the biggest thing is, like, I, I eventually want to run my own venue. And I eventually, cool. either like that or at least be responsible for booking. Because, uh-huh. like, dude. Look, like, look at the shows we have around here, and then look at, like, the current taste in music that people are actually consuming stream by stream and shit. Mm-hmm. It doesn't match up. Mm-hmm. We should be having a lot more R&B here. We should be having a lot more hip-hop here. We should be having... You know what I mean? Like... We're... We kind of... And, like, the people who control, like, the booking and, like, the scene around here uh-huh. right now, it's just, like... 
the Nothing icon, against the icon them. lounge like i've had almost the same conversation with Corey at the icon lounge and we we're kind of working we, we've been working together with him a lot yeah. in the recent well Corey's cool i Corey's got no beef with Corey. Corey's fantastic Corey is yeah. If Corey listens to this, Corey, I love you. You he's like a reason. Helped, every time I talk to him, you've yeah. helped us so much. He helped me with my podcast studio. I had to borrow an XLR cable once. He's, yeah, yeah, he's great. Corey is. I could go. I could talk for another hour just All about right, Corey. Corey. When I'm talking shit about concert promoters, it's everybody except for you. Except for you. <laughs> but like, yeah, I've, we're talking to Corey about like the same thing and like how how the market here is ready for something more. Yeah. Look, I love Icon. Like, I try to support every single Icon event because, mm-hmm. like, I love the staff. I love the concept of Icon. Mm-hmm. But, damn, dog, I just wish they had more resources. Facts. Like, <laughs> like I wish Icon had more resources for real. Because, like, dude, if they stepped up their promo game, like, it's it's such a cool venue. It's such, like, but I'm I'm optimistic about it. Because, like, with that shell coming and Uh then, like, that big-ass loft thing with all the stores coming, it's going to switch, like, the dynamic of downtown and Icon won't be the last stop anymore. Yeah. You know, there'll be that brewery further north. And then, so I I feel like in the next couple years, Icon has, like, it's perfectly positioned to become, like, one of the dopest venues. It, I think it already is. One of the, it's my favorite place to perform at. I've never played at the District. I've, I'll change my mind probably when I get to play there eventually. But, like, the Icon is so fun. Like you said, I love the staff. All the bartenders are fun. Like, they, they've, every time, like, once, the, like, when I said that nothing's changed except for people notice now, like the when once we got the icons attention, they've taken care of us. Yeah. Like like no other. Like See, it's like, it's like, some it's some like down to my heart. Like yo, thank you for, for like believing in us like that. Like I, I I don't have that kind of faith in myself. Yeah, I kind of like, <laughs> like, icons are the real one. Like, they icons are, are man. Dude, but shout out to Seth. Shout out to Corey. But here's like the here's the here's the way I see why uh we don't have a flourishing music culture here, is because. You got bars like Wiley's or Pave mm-hmm. where if they throw a concert on a Friday, Saturday, they lose money because of the door. Yeah. And then bar, and then there's bars like Icon where if there's a door cover, like, like people don't come here organically enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just like, I don't know. Something has to change. Like what? Like I just wish, like, I just wish someone at Pave would be brave and be like, Yo, we're running a three month every Thursday night. It's a concert series with a cover. You know what I mean? Like we don't have a music venue here that that showcases the music here, and it like it's it it's really frustrating. That that would be a pretty cool idea to do some kind of concert series on Thursdays yeah. or Fridays. Yeah. And then like do it for three months every Thursday. Have like a different like one local and someone someone else yeah know? like a little bit someone regional then, maybe or I, both of bigger. those i feel like the wileys and pave like they're they have they have the, the space to do everything but like wileys is disgusting yeah i've dj'd at wileys before <laughs> and like the stage is sticky and it's everything gross, is sticky at wileys. yeah and it stinks like i've looked under the stage there's mold back there it's disgusting it's fucking gross. I don't want to perform yeah. there. <laughs> Clean it up. And Pave is like 
the stage is like a foot off the ground. I've never really fucked with shit like that. And it's a cool bar. Like don't, yeah. I'm not trashing either of these places, but they, I don't think that they can, they could adapt enough to do that consistently. Yeah. Well, it did pay. Cause like Wiley's does like first Friday every now and then with pinnacle yeah. and like all of those, every time they do that is packed. I don't think there's a charge though. Is there? I don't think so. I think there have been a couple times. The, the thing about Pave that pisses me off is like they have a whole fucking mural dedicated to musicians upstairs. Yeah. I'm like, you're like the original pitch was like, yo, this is going to be a place where there's going to be lots of concerts. There's nothing. <laughs> you know, it's, it's very upsetting. And I'm just like, to me, it's just a sign that like. Oh, yeah, we opened up this bar that's supposed to be, like, a showcase music venue as I bet well. They, I bet that was the plan, but they probably didn't think that um, it was going to be such a big, like, just nightlife spot Yeah, and that's the shitty thing. It's like, yeah, like, as a business owner, just do the easiest, as, yeah, as a business easiest owner, thing to make easy money. Decision, probably, but. but I'm just like, I fucking hate people who make easy decisions. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, make the hard choice and take your platform and become... The thing that puts Sioux Falls as a music scene. You know what I mean? Like, all it takes is one dope venue uh-huh. to establish a scene. That's all it takes. Like, First Avenue, that's all it takes. Mm-hmm. Like, 100% real. All it takes is one venue dedicated with someone with their, like, ear to the street and knows exactly what's, like, what people are actually listening to. Uh-huh. Like, I don't know. It gets me, it gets me pretty frustrated because it's, like, it's 2019. It's so easy to find and book artists now. Uh-huh. Like, dope ones. You know what I mean? And it's just like, it feels like... I feel like that's subliminally, like subconsciously, like that's kind of why we're branching out as far as we are right now because we're kind of trying to... We're just trying to get out of this town, so to speak. Not Like, no no disrespect again. Like, I'll always... There's more fans outside of this town than inside of this town. Yeah, Yeah, I'll always have love for like what the city did for us. But it's it's time for us to spread our wings and fly. Yeah. <laughs> and it it's it is just it's just flattering that like all, all these that they, there was this one big promoter that Corey Church, bless his heart, uh, introduced us to, and just the fact that like without hesitation these guys were like, oh yeah, well let's let's do this. Yeah. Like let's go. And then when we, the way that we got on Tech 9 was I woke up the morning that they got announced. And the first thing I saw on my timeline was Tech 9 in Aberdeen at the Dakota Event Center. And I was like, oh, I wonder who's, wonder who's throwing that show and maybe wonder if they have any locals yet. And it was Pepper Entertainment. I was like, oh, cool. I, I've been, we've been trying to get with Pepper for years. And I just took a shot in the dark messaged him was like hey uh i represent elevated rebellion is there a way that we can work out a deal to open up in aberdeen and he messaged back right away for the first time ever like i've 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 sent tons of messages to pepper in the past yeah and may have like i said we must what we must have made some noise somewhere that he recognized elevated rebellion i know who those guys are they've been on this show and the show and the show and then he said he messaged back right away and said, "Hey, call me." And at that point, I'm like, "Oh shit! Like, am I about to get am I about to get this slot on Tech Nine? Because like in the Midwest, 
that's that's like the pinnacle of like you yeah. you have reached a new you have reached a certain level of success to see open like up tech, tech nine Ryan. is like um he's like the only motherfucker that comes to sioux falls you know what i mean yeah for real he comes every <laughs> like three like times he comes a year back like you know, yeah it was like and then like in sioux falls he's got like the whole been, underground like like fucking like he's, got he, a, he's got a choke hold on the underground. He's like the pro, like he's like what underground artists should strive to be like uh-huh. running a business. Independently. You know? Yeah. 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 He, Tech Nine is amazing. I can't wait to meet him because I've never met him. I always told myself that I'm not going to buy a VIP to meet Tech Nine. I'm not going to, I don't want to meet him until I'm playing a show with him. Yeah. And like the funny story is too, like the first time I ever went and saw Tech Nine was in 2009 in Aberdeen at the same venue. Nice. The first time I ever saw Tech Nine. And now ten for, years later. Ten years later for it to come full circle was like, oh my God. Like it, when it happened when I I made that call and he was like, Yeah, I'll send your stuff to Strange and get it approved. And then it did. And like for that to just come full circle. Like I teared up a little bit when that yeah, happened. Hell yeah. Because like man, we it was like man, we finally did it. We we fucking did it. We we're like We've been trying to, I've hit up Pepper Entertainment every year for like the last seven years trying to get on a Tech Nine show. Yeah. And even like Rogue's Gallery has been like plugged in with Tech Nine and like they, they, uh, Dustin told me that he was going to push for us to get on a Sioux Falls show like one of these times that he comes through and then it just kept never happening. And then finally, finally comes full circle in Aberdeen of all places. Dude, Aberdeen is so tight. It you, is. You've been there a lot? Yeah, we went. We played there on tour with Denim. Dude, I love Aberdeen. Aberdeen Aber- was fun. I spent a summer in Aberdeen, and we recorded, uh, a sp- like, me and my rap group, we moved to Aberdeen for a summer just to record. <laughs> it was sick. We had a trap house in Nicole's mom's house. A trap house. Yeah. It was, it was the craziest situation. It's one of those, like, situations where, like, you can only do that shit, like, in your early 20s. Yeah, <laughs> like three du- three grown dudes living in uh, my girlfriend's mom's house yep. in Aberdeen. Mm-hmm. Like just yep, feel that. Just, Heard that. Yeah, like, <laughs> oh man, what is uh, is there any local artists that you'd love to collab with? Anybody? I want to collab with Denim. It's uh, that's already in the works. Um, I'd love to collab with Soulcrate, but I don't know if that would ever happen. Maybe I, maybe, I feel like maybe, you, maybe, you could like. The best chance, like for like a traditional collab, would be with Danny. I'd say, because mm-hmm. like I think Wes and OK I, I, Parade I is. I don't even care like if it's a rap song. Like I think oh, ju- yeah. I think just making music with those guys yeah. would be fun. You ever kick it with those guys? Uh, a couple times. I've been, I've they're, been... they're like just so much like oh like I've always looked at yeah. Soul Crate as like someone that I have to like earn my yeah. way into. No, that me like, too. Every time I see yeah. every time I see Wes or Danny, like I try to strike up conversation and we've chopped it up every now and then. At the the last prof show, me and Wes were backstage fucking spilling yeah. beer all over each other. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's so funny. I ran into Wes's wife in Omaha. Uh and uh he wasn't there. He was like but she's just talking to me. She's like Dude, Wes told me that he stopped by your uh, apartment uh, the other week and you guys just had Korean barbecue. I was like, yeah, we busted out the grill. Yeah. And she was like, Wes said that was like the best dining experience he's ever had. <laughs> I'm like, yo, Wes said that shit? <laughs> no, I look up to those dudes so much. Yeah, and like, for real. They're so humble and they're like, mm-hmm. you know, like when I first started fucking heavy with Wes was like a couple years ago. 
And it's just like, you know, I was just trying to be around him as much as possible and try to like mm-hmm. absorb as much. And he's been like, he's been really, really dope to me. He's like, uh, like we've shot weddings together. We've, yeah, uh-huh. uh, you know, like I've shot photos of him. I've done a music video with him. Uh-huh. I was going to do the, uh, an okay parade video cool. when like the, when they're launching, but that's when I had my first eye injury and I had to cancel oh, all yeah, my projects. <laughs> but no, dude, like I remember asking Weston, like, dude, like, how do you like? How'd you do it overnight? And he's like, "Dude, I've been doing this for 15 years. None of this shit is right? overnight." And I'm that's like, the yeah, same, that's right. same thing I tell people. Like, uh, yeah. how'd you do it overnight? And I, and like people ask me the same stupid of, ass question. You know? All this like, shit like seemingly did happen overnight, yeah. and it's like, nah, man, this this has been a long time yeah. fucking coming, man. Like, yeah, and like still, like, like yeah, the same like with Wes. Like, I've been doing this for 15 years, man, and like I I feel those words to the deepest yeah. roots of my core. Like work hard, work yeah. pays off. Yeah, those those dudes work so hard, and then like, for real, Danny. I love being around Danny. He's <laughs> so like self aware and hol- uh-huh. he's hilarious. Like I didn't realize he was so funny. He did the. Give me the one cu- second. Okay, answering a phone call. What's up, Nicole? Honey. Yeah, what's up? Okay. So, I don't know what you want to do for lunch. We'll do more chicken nuggets. Hell yeah, we'll do more chicken nuggets. All right, <laughs> I'm going to finish recording this podcast, and I'll see you soon. Oh, my God, you're recording? Yeah, I'm in the middle of it. It's going to be lit. Okay. I <laughs> <laughs> love you. No, dude, but what like just talking about? <laughs> just be around the the fucking Eisenhowers. I got chicken nuggets on my mind. Let's not let's talk about that. Just, just kidding. The, no, I was man. about to say Danny did the um the cover art for Vibes. If you've ever seen that, yeah, yeah, that that, that ugh, it's so cool. Yeah, Danny Danny's a cool guy. They're both cool, man. Yeah, I love those guys. You know who I feel bad for? Steve Eisenhower. No one ever talks about Steve Eisenhower. They have another brother. No, I don't fucking know. Uh, <laughs> See, I if was, they did know, I was I like, know, oh yeah. man, poor Steve. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> He's out here trying to rap and do like photography oh, as man. well and shit. Just uh, like, like <laughs> he's definitely like the little bit younger brother that sucks <laughs> or something. Like, That'd I be w- so funny. I wish people could see my face when you said that. I was like, oh, there's another one. Right? <laughs> like, oh shit. Wow. <laughs> so, um, let's. Uh, who's your inspirations? My biggest inspiration musically is Mike Shinoda. Yeah. But like I'm inspired by a lot of things. Like you guys have similar like uh tones, like can, mm-hmm. can Oh well th- th- there's a reason for that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I remember mean, when a Fort Minor drop, uh spray <sighs> paint ink pens is my favorite track of all I time. I love Fort Minor, man. Like spray paint ink pens. I went and saw Mike Shinoda. You probably did you saw him on my Facebook. I went and I flew I to I, I flew to North Carolina. Just to see Mike Shinoda? Yeah, I, I bought VIP tickets. So like I knew he was going on North American tour and like the, the plan was to go see meet and greet in Denver. But I was a day late for ticket sales. So the only options I had were uh, Raleigh, North Carolina, Tampa, Florida, and Atlanta. And this was in the middle of tour. Yeah. So like the literally the only the only day I could make that we didn't have a show was Raleigh, North Carolina. So I said, well, I guess I'm going to Raleigh, North Carolina. In the middle of tour, you go see another tour. Yeah, I go. So I got the meet and greets. I flew to North Carolina all by myself. Did yeah. solo dolo flew out there. Like went and met Mike Shinoda, and 
I got a picture. He's holding up a shirt that says Elevated Rebellion on it. I gave him a bunch of our music. And, like, uh, if the fucked up part is, like, the next week, I went into the studio and made, like, four of the best songs I've ever made. Yeah. <laughs> and then he doesn't have those songs. Yeah. I'm like, fuck, man. He probably just, like, wasn't see, convinced. See, you wouldn't, was have, just, you wouldn't just, have made those songs if you didn't get that Mike Shinoda germs on you. Though. I did, you know for know real. I, mean? that, like, I would, like, because I I left that, that show feeling inspired. I wanted yeah. to, like, because I've always, it's been a goal of mine to see Linkin Park yeah. and I had I'd and he's like one of the first like Asian rappers yeah I'm, I'm not even Asian I love wait, that wait you're not uh-uh. get the fuck out of here then no I'm just kidding this is an Asian zone podcast I'm, I might be I'm, I'm, I'm a little kidding. bit I'm a little bit of everything I'm fucking uh, are you mixed enough to say the n-word could be See, like, I'm like Mexican, Norwegian. Oh yeah, you got some Mexican. Dude, like, <laughs> if you're Mexican, the bar you're good. <laughs> so low now because, like, I feel like I. Could I had say a talk it. with one of my friends about that recently. Yeah. Like, man, who, who the fuck cares? It's 2019. That's what I mean. That's what, like Tanner says, he's like, anyone hey, should just say it. And I'm just nigga. Like, I said it. He said it. I just, said it. He said. I did it. On wax. Damn. I'm gonna sample that and I'm gonna put it on uh, tracks. Okay. And then I'm. Anytime I want to say it, I just put you saying it over it. (laughs) Just pitch correct it a little bit. (laughs) You can do that. I'm all right. (laughs) I just want to get a soundboard with just different pitch uh, (laughs) versions of you saying that. Chopped and screwed. Chipmunk. So you can't, you're you're a minority too, but you can't say it? I think I can say it. I've said it like probably a trillion times. No, no doubt. Like when I say it, because I had an argument with a friend, like, yo, the intent of the word is something that was used to describe. I was like, no, there's two different words you can say. Yeah. And they both mean different things. When I say nigga, I'm like playful, like, yo, what up, my nigga? You know, it's a term of endearment. You yeah, don't understand it's a, that. in 2019, it's a noun used to describe a person my or buddy. a friend. Yeah, that's the way I would like. If you're gonna put it in the dictionary, that's what it should say. That's like a getting, noun used to describe a person or a friend. That's like getting fed in, if you go out to like the East Coast and someone's like, "Hey, cocksucker!" Like that's just how you talk to each other. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I call my friend. I call. I call my wife a bitch sometimes. Like, oh, bitch, get the fuck off me. <laughs> See, that's, a, that's the thing I it's don't... A play, it's playful. Like, that's the thing there, I, I don't get. It's like, the intent. Like, when you can hear, like, if you're talking to someone, yeah. like, if you're typing it, like, if you're typing something, there's no way to fucking read, like, how yeah. how it's being... That's why, like, I don't I don't type it out online because, like, uh-huh. it's misconstrued all the time. I like to use GIFs. Yeah. I don't type anymore. Like when I when I make a post and like a bunch of people comment on it, I won't like comment like thank yeah. you or like yeah that's what up we work in or you like I'll I'll, I'll I'll send them gifts yeah. and get gifts for life, man. Yeah, cause you there's ton, there's the funniest <laughs> shits, man. <laughs> <laughs> I spend I spend way more time than I'm willing to admit looking through gifts. Yeah, Yo, you should write a song about finding the perfect gift to respond to somebody. <laughs> It'd be a cool music video. Yeah, I think it'd be sick. You could like. What's your dream music video shoot look like? Where are we at? What the fuck are we blowing up? How many strippers? What's the alcohol? What's the cars? Let's go. That's a hard question, man. Uh, I'm like really bad about music video. Like I'm really good with like ideas, but I'm really bad at like how the fuck am I gonna make that happen? <laughs> so like how do we do that? Who does the who, cause you guys do some of your videos in house? 
Yeah, we only have like five music yeah. videos like total, but um, the last couple were those cut by Jared. Or? Yeah, the la- the last couple were in house. Um, the one my solo song over again was me and Jared did it together. Um, Low life Jared did. Um, the one before that was energy and exhausted. That yeah. one. And then shout the, out to Zoss. Shout outs to Zoss. I don't even know. Well, Zoss is out in the middle of the world well, somewhere. What was it like working with Zoss? Zoss is cool. Was I, it pretty like it was like a one day shoot or did you guys? Yeah. Nice. It was only like a couple hours. Um, yeah. We were just, we just ran around downtown for a couple hours shooting stuff, and that video turned out awesome. Zoss Zoss just has a, a way with a way with the. Um, the camera and the, the editing cuts. And yeah the he's cuts. good he's great and he did the my wedding video too and my wedding nice. video my wedding video can make the hardest person cry i promise <laughs> like erect hard or like both okay <laughs> <laughs> going up, about to watch his wedding video just like what the fucking uh. stiffy that start crying. Yeah. That's an emotional roller coaster i want to feel <laughs> like anytime i consume like a song like yeah I, if your shit don't make me horny and cry at the end of it <laughs> i'm not fucking with it you know i'm never I mean? gonna play this again it didn't yeah. give me a boner or make me cry i'm done yeah so um up. all right last question then oh boy who are you trying to beef with like if you could beef with somebody who would it be locally let's do it let's like hear. Who, you asking who i don't like i'm saying who do you who don't you like but also fits in the venn diagram that they would Almost like they would provide some sort of uh, competition when it comes to bars wise or disses at least. Uh, I'm going to give you two answers, one for each of those. The one that fits the profile the most is probably this dude who's been running his mouth around everywhere. His name is Ben Garrett. Shout out to you, Ben Garrett. I'm going to dedicate my next song to you. It's called... That's if you've ever heard this song called Middle Child by J. Cole, I remixed that song and it's... That that just sounds like a not a very rapper name. He's a vegan. Does he rap though? Is it he a, raps. Is yeah. it, what's he, his rap name? Ben Garrett. I don't know. I don't so care. So he doesn't want beef, I, actually. He wants yeah. vegan beef. <laughs> he, he, he did a show with some homies of ours this past weekend. And he was all on stage saying, like, he's the best in town. I'm the unofficial main event. And, like, that just, like, he was asking to get, because Jared that's, helped play in the show. That's kind of like. He was all asking to get paid, but he sold negative one ticket. That's kind of like a rapper thing, though. It's like, I'm the I've best. N- I've never gotten on stage and said I'm the best. Okay. If I have to claim I'm the best, I'm not the best. Okay. I'll do, I'll, I'll let, I'll let what we're doing do the speaking yeah. for, for, my, for us. Uh, but that's that one. But somebody who could provide, like, some competition like a fun, like like a spar let's like, say like, yeah, a sp- like, like a fun like a fun beef like bars beef a fun beef i think would be like taylor thompson yeah I, I, like me and me and taylor could go off off together um sap adams would be would be fun but like both of those dudes are my homies so like yeah. <laughs> i'm not taking shots guys i mean and both of those if, dudes need to get in the oh, studio more and record more shit we're actually uh we're working on a thing with uh, Dash Mob. If you know who they are, where we're gonna do, I don't we're gonna think so. we're gonna make a cipher. They're like a, a new group of of rappers of like some dudes who've been doing shit for a while, and they kind of decided to link up together. But I think we're gonna do a video with them where like the theme is like a rap battle, and like Philly is like the MC of the of oh, the rap nice. battle. 
So yeah, that, that's my answer. Like Ben Garrett is probably the guy who deserves it the most, but like fun beef for me would be like Taylor or Sapp or somebody. Awesome. Wish Dino would come back. I'll, 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 is he like retired or is he just... I don't know, man. Dino Dino is... Uh, it's not probably on a Dino, spiritual journey. D, yeah, Dino and I talk a lot and like we game, we play games together, like Xbox together sometimes. And he always like sounds like he's working on something, but I never hear it. He's like, so he sent me some songs like throughout like the last couple of years, but nothing's ever been released. He's one of the guys that when we record a song, like the when we get the first mix, he's one of the like I have a yeah. I have a list of people that like I send all of our music to. Like, hey, I want like your criticism. I want you. I want you to tell me what you like and don't like about this. Yeah, like, he's like be real. And he's always been the one. He'll like. He'll like have like a paragraph for each song, like, "Hey, you should turn this down on yeah. there," or like, well, "I really liked how you guys did this together on that part and didn't do it on this part. That was cool." Like yeah. the lyrics. He's are, like, his gift is also his curse because he's so like uh, introspective uh -huh. and like so like aware and conscious. Yes, that that that, 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 that his, is a gift and a curse. It, it, That's 100 percent true. It gives him for sure. Yeah, um, but yeah, dude. All right. Well, let's do. Uh, once again, tell everybody what to follow, where at. <laughs> this scared me. Uh, Elevated Rebellion on all social platforms, except for Twitter. We don't have Twitter. Um, I am static of Elevated Rebellion, and it was a pleasure being here. All right, y'all. I'm going to ask you, wherever you are, give, give me a goddamn round of applause. Just kidding. Uh, yeah, but before we go, I want to give another shout out to this week's sponsor, the Herringbone Pattern Society, raising awareness for the herringbone pattern since 1706. If you didn't know, herringbone is a pattern most commonly found on throw pillows, women's jackets, and sometimes men's Bermuda shorts. It's classified by its uh, classic black and white stripe with a jigsaw, maybe a zigzag uh, pattern, always repeating. Alright guys, thanks for tuning in and that is that's been our conversation with static from uh, Elevator. Peace Bell. out everybody, holy cow. And I